Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy the message today. We're going to be walking through the Bible today and we're going to talk about when life hits you head on. I hope you guys enjoy the message. Share it, bring a friend over, get some popcorn, pass around. Let's have a great time. All you do each and every day, each and every day. Um, we don't do just church on Sundays. We do church every day. Because Christ lives in us. And, and the church is not a building. It's all about the brothers and sisters in the Lord. And us sharing that message everywhere that we go. And I just want to say thank you how you guys share that all over the world. But you also share it in my life and my family's life. And so with that being said, I'm going to jump in. You know, uh, last week, can anybody remember the message? I'll help you out. It was about our next chapter of our life. Yeah. Absolutely, our story. And that's, that's what I want to talk about. Just a little bit, I'm going to kind of launch in from there and then really get rolling with it. And so I want to know about that. Have you guys been uh, applying the truths and the tools from last week, the disciplines that maybe the Lord has spoken to your life, about making this next chapter of your life the best one? I really believe what we have ahead of us is, is even greater things than what's been behind us. That does not mean that we won't go through the next 12 months or however long, many days the Lord gives us, that we will not have bumps, bruises, and setbacks. But we can choose to have an attitude of gratitude. Amen? We're going to be talking about that today. I hope you guys have your handouts. I think God is really going to cultivate this message in our hearts. It's been going around in my heart all week. And I just I pray that it's a blessing to you. Also, I want to remind you guys, if you have not um, utilized some of the tools that we have in the ministry, of course, we have www.keepthepromise.org, but also we have an app, a free app that you can download and keep up with all the Kingdom Minutes on Mondays and Wednesdays and the uh, archive of the other uh, sermons that we did. So anything that we have to, to put out there and share God's word. We want to do that. Somebody say amen. Because we want it to be amazing when people see what God is doing, right? So look at, look at this. As we go through this thing, I'll go to my title, When Life Hits You Head On. Now last week, like I said, we talked about, man, it's going to be a good year and all that. I believe it is. I also believe that there will be seasons in our life that are difficult. See, a lot of times I think when people uh, hear the gospel and, and, and maybe a portion of the gospel, they think everything's going to be fine. The good news is that, you know what, our eternity is secure in the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not going through this life alone, that he paid our sin debt in full on the cross. But guess what? While we're here, we will probably have some bumps, bruises and setbacks. Aren't you glad you got Jesus? Aren't you glad you're not going through it alone? Aren't you glad when you look to your left, look to your right here, that we've got brothers and sisters that care, that love you, that will walk with you and encourage you? So I want to go ahead and read our scripture here, and we'll go from there. If you've got your Bibles, we're going to be predominantly in, um, primarily in Philippians 4. And, and this is where we're going to get to, but I'm going to unpack it a little bit. I want to read that to us. And it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. When you start your day, do you think about that? When you get out of bed, do you go, oh, I got to go to work for 475,000 more hours. Anybody do that? You don't have to say you do. It, and I realize that sometimes our jobs are difficult. Sometimes life is difficult. You know, uh, you don't have to look too far sometimes to find somebody that's been really struggling with something. And sometimes it's the person in the mirror. So I never want to make light of those things. 
but I do want to turn the volume up and put the light on what God has done for us so that as we walk through those things, we know that we're not alone. And so as we go through things, I, I, I thought about this. What happens when life hits you head on? Think about that. You know, I, I say it's, it's just life. There's waves of, of, of dis- disappointment things. The current of the world will take you and drag you out further than you want to go uh, out into the deep. It get in over your head. Has anybody ever been over their head just a little bit? Man, that's scary. Y'all know my swimming techniques, right? To the bottom we go. Right. That's it. I'm telling you. I always make sure people know that because, you know, Pastor Buddy, he's always joking. Look at him. Look at him now. He's turning blue. He's still, he's still joking. No, I ain't joking. I'm drowning. <laughs> so if that happens at one of our pool parties or, or anything like that or even in the, in the baptismal, just say, hold on a second. You know? But there's things in life that we deal with that sometimes are just really overwhelm us. And, and we do have things. How do we respond when life hits us head on? That's what I want to talk about today. We do have a choice. Is it just God's good when things are good? Think about that. Do we only have happiness when happenings are going well? But the bottom line is, how do we navigate through this life of troubled waters? I hope you guys can take some good notes and then be encouraged. Now I want to go ahead and read a little bit and set the stage. This is in Philippians chapter 4. You can read along with me. I got most of the scriptures up here. I always, always, always encourage you to bring your Bible. Amen. Take a look at this. He said, let everyone see... That you are considered in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. I'd like to read that again. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. And now dear brothers and sisters. One final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I'm going to tell you what, that's a great section of scripture to read every morning. Get that in your heart. We're going to be talking about first about gratitude. How many people feel like they're pretty grateful today? I think we all do if we take a few minutes, even in the midst of our storm, in the midst of our situation. I guarantee if you look hard enough, you will find a blessing. Let's look at this. So when we practice this, let's go back to this. I'm going to pull it apart. I'm kind of walking through some of the scriptures and we're just going to go line by line there. Let everything you let everyone see that you are considering all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. One version says this. Let your graciousness be known to everybody. That the Lord is near. Let me ask you this. Do the people you work with, do the people that, are, that you live by in your neighborhood, the people that cut you off in the middle of the road, the people that are in the line at the bank ahead of you and food line and everything, do they know that you're a child of God? Just a thought. And if so, is it because the way you respond? I don't think it's because what you have on your license plate. I don't believe it's because of your fish sticker on your car. I don't believe because you quote a couple of Bible verses that, that you use to beat people up with. Do they know that you're a believer in Christ by the way you respond? I pray that they do. Let's be honest. Some days look a whole lot better than others. Can I get an amen? Oh, man, I'm telling you, some days look amazing. And some days look like, oh, my God, some of the old man. Oh, what is it? Uh, amen or some of oh, me. 
That's just the way it goes. I want to to read this to you. I was doing a devotion this week. It was very helpful. I pulled a lot of things out. It says, gratitude is a spiritual practice of sin and celebrating the good around you. That's a whole lot easier said than done, isn't it? I said it last week. Do you thank God for the two presents you open every day? Your eyeballs. For the heartbeat. Just getting out of bed. Having a bed to get out of. Again. I'm looking from side to side. I'm talking to folks that are tuning in. I am never, ever, ever minimizing what we're going through. Never. But man, friends, I want to exalt the name of Christ and point us to the joy that's found in Jesus. That's what this is about. Practicing gratitude. You have to force yourself sometime to find something good, don't you? You do. Everything's closing in. I don't know about y'all. I can promise you the last several months at my house have not been smooth sailing. But Jesus is faithful. And I'm telling you, when when a door closes, God opens a window. When the system lets you down, God never lets you down. When when you wake up with a terrible attitude and you just take a minute and and somebody says, you know what, I've been praying for you. You say, whew, I thought I was all alone for half a second. We're never alone with Christ, even in the midst of our crisis. So I want to take a look at that. Are we celebrating the things around us? I will say this. That is one thing I could say about my mom. My mom could always seem to find the good in something. And when you're young and you're getting picked on and mowed down and everything else, you don't want her to find the good in everything. Yeah, but mom. But mom. Well, you don't know what they're going through, honey. You might be here today and you say, boy, that person was really short with me. You have no idea what somebody may be going through. Let's apply the grace to one another that we desire to have applied to our life. That ain't in the notes. That's just right from my heart. Right there. Let's apply the grace to others that we desire for ourselves. Wouldn't that make all the difference? Here's something else I see. It's a choice. That's one of the greatest gifts I believe that God has given us is a choice. We have a choice how we respond to stuff. How many know, Donna, help me out, that a 10-second rule is good, isn't it? We tease about that all the time. We start talking about it in the Bible study. Sometimes we just need to count to 10 before we open our mouth, don't we? Sometimes it's 20 for me. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you just think about it a little bit. Have you ever got that email and it just hits you the wrong way and you're getting ready to type back and you go, I think I better pray about that. And what you end up writing is totally different than what you wanted to write at that moment. Or maybe that text message that maybe you should have just finished drinking your Coca-Cola and ate your little moon pie before you responded back. Yeah. Things always go better on a full stomach, I think. I can deal with a lot of stuff, man. I get hungry as I look out now. But the problem is, I don't think we're hungry for the things of God. Are we hungry for the things of God? It's a choice. You know, we look around the thing and, and, and the world wants you to focus on what's bad, what needs to be fixed. And they want you to fix it right now. I, I tease, you know, sometimes with different things, you see things, and, and, and sometimes people, everybody sees things just a little bit different. There's folks that, that have a beautiful home, and they look at that house, and they say, man, that looks good. There's folks that walk in the same house and say, that needs some paint on it. I'm looking this way. I'm going to keep looking this way. <laughs> it's my birthday. Be nice to me. I'm just <laughs> But, you know, everybody sees things different, don't they? You know, 
Guys, it's, I don't know, I'm just saying me, it's like, I'll get to that. <laughs> and your wife said, yes, you will. <laughs> Sooner than you think, right? <laughs> but you know what? That's what makes us the couple. That's what makes us who we are and how we go on. I better click this one before I get in the doghouse here. Look at this. Start your gratitude practice by simply noticing what is good in the world around you. We talked about that just a little bit. But do we really look at that? Full house and church. Got a new building. God's never changing. Can anybody tell me the temperature today outside? I'll just go with nice. We're in January and it's nice out there. I'm like, man, I got a long sleeve shirt. I might have to switch up. Don't worry, I didn't bring my halter top, Miles. I had to make you laugh a little bit. That's it. Ain't nobody, everybody's going, oh, yeah. See, see let, me, let me just share something real quick. I believe that we can have fun being a Christian. I believe when we laugh a little bit that it puts our guard down a little bit so that you can plant the seed of the gospel. I'm going to enjoy this life, but I'm going to exalt my God. Amen? So never think that I'm not taking it serious. Sometimes I think we take ourselves too serious sometimes. But one thing I do take it serious is I want people to know Jesus. I want people to know and taste and see that the Lord is good. Think about that. Gratitude. How many people can just think, think for a second? We're not where we want to be maybe in our walk, but we're not where we used to be. Somebody say amen. God is still molding and working and everything else. And we're going through that. I think back and I look and I want to encourage us as we start the new year. Maybe start journaling a little bit. Write down a few things maybe throughout the week. If you can do it every day, great. Write down a few things that God's showing you. And then go back next year and see what you got. See how God's grown you. You know, maybe a situation may be coming up or something like that. And you go, man, you know, I could have handled that better. Or thank you, Lord, that you worked through me in a way that was pleasing, I believe, to you. It's a choice, isn't it? But we got to look for the good. When you turn the TV on, I would say in the 99 percentile, it's not magnifying what is good. I'm not preaching against TV. I'm just saying you have to watch what you let in your eyes and your ears because it will affect what goes into your heart and comes out your mouth. Amen. When you start getting around some of that stuff, it's tough. I say this. Hey, for every, every five minutes you spend on the Internet, spend 10 in God's word. What would happen there? We'd have some Bible scholars up in here, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah. Well, we on Facebook and we looking. I love what Angela always calls it. She calls it fake book. I tease about that all the time. Everybody's at the perfect weight. Got pictures, don't have a wrinkle to be found. Kids getting straight A's. Dog don't even bark unless you tell him to. That ain't happening in my eyes. But I'm just being real about it. Because God will come and work in our life in the midst of our situation. Are you happy about that? Look at this. I want to share something right here. This this is unfolded this week in my life. It it, It just blessed me. And I want to say that this next little story I share about you, I pray that you see that it's about God and not about Buddy. Now, I get real serious about it. I share a lot of different things in my life, good and bad. It is to magnify the Lord. I want to share this with you. You are bigger witness than you think. The people at work are watching you. The people that, that wherever you're at, they're watching you, everything else. And we want to reflect the Lord good. As many of y'all know, hey, a lot of people had it worse than I had, but it's been some, there's been some ups and downs in my family, you know, losing my mom, car wreck and everything like that. I'll give you something else. Got in a car wreck on uh, the 2nd of, of uh, November. 
head on collision. That might have been where I got the title from. When life hits you head on. We were not thinking about being in an ambulance. We were thinking about, I'm thinking, do I get gravy on the eggs or just get it on the biscuits? We're going to Cracker Barrel. I'm thinking groceries. And then there's somebody that's sitting in my front room on my lap out of a car coming across the thing. All right, that's why they call them accidents. My foot hurts. I go to the doctor. They said, hey, it's not broke. I said, okay, <laughs> it still hurts. So a month goes by, they say, you got a lot of swelling in your foot there. I said, okay. I said, something's wrong with this foot. And they say, uh, okay, well, we'll go back and do another x-ray. Don't see anything. Okay. I said, can we go to like a specialist? So I go to a specialist and we go through and they do an MRI and everything. And a week goes by and I'm still, I mean, I've been walking. I'm getting 10,000 steps, steps a day, hobbling and going and everything. I said, man, my foot hurts. And I go back and the guy says, hey, Take your shoe off. And he grabs my foot and goes, he goes, does it hurt there? I guess the, the high frequency ah, was a yes. <laughs> he said, well, that's because you got a fracture. You have several fractures in your foot and you got torn ligaments. For a half a second, I was like, see, I knew it. And then I go, what does that mean? <laughs> and it can mean a lot of different things. And we'll see where we go from there. But in the midst of that, we're just going to keep on going. I say that because things ain't always the way they appear. They looked at the x-rays. He says, you can't detect that from what we're, we're seeing. I see it now. We've got to do more testing. We may have to put screws in your foot, and you may be off your foot for 12 weeks. So I shared that with the ministry team, and they said, well, good. It would be easier to track you on the camera. You won't run as much. <laughs> right, Derek? <laughs> it's like, good. I'm going to, to follow it over there. So they're picking the positive in the midst of that. Now to get to the real story. There's a lady at my work, and, and I talked to her about a lot of different things and encouraged her and everything else. And she came in. I came in the other day, and I was doing some stuff. And she goes, well, how's your day? Almost to the point like, how's your day? There's a difference, right? Like, what's the problem? What's going on? I said, you know, I think it's a good day. What's going on with you? She goes, I don't understand it. Understand what? Because I was singing. How many of y'all got a song in your heart? I sing all the time at work. Those guys got more earplugs going on in their ears than anything else. I'm singing all the time. I'm making up songs about anything, everything, praising the Lord. I'm just singing. I'm singing in the bathroom. I'm singing all the time. They just go, oh, my God. Because you know what? I'm blessed. And she says, I don't understand it. I said, what? She said, you just buried your mom. You wrecked your car. Denise has got some stuff going on. Now you're telling me you got some bones in your foot that's not right, everything. How can you be so happy? And before I said anything, I said, this came out. I said, I guess I just started counting my blessings early. And she went, you know what? Maybe I need to do that. Come on. I'm just counting my blessings. Because things could have been worse. Things can still get worse. But I'm going to tell you what. My God is amazing. Our God is amazing. He is a risen Savior. Look, that doesn't mean we don't have these things happen to us. Let me also say this. That doesn't mean that Buddy's always going, Woo, I'm just the happiest guy in the world. I can get down too. But you know what? I try to stay in that word. I surround myself with folks that will be praying for me. 
I surround myself listening to the word of God because I'm going to tell you what, it's real easy to get the shovel up and start plowing everything up that's wrong in your life instead of looking up and giving some praise to God that's made things just so, right? When I say just so, just so you can come out the other side, just so you can be an overcomer, just so that you know what, you can represent him well even in the storm. So guess what? When she told me that, I thought, whoo, that's good. Because that's my desire. I'm not putting on no happy face like this. Okay, that's right. I know those things are tough. But remember what we said? Happiness many times is based on happenings. The deep-rooted joy that we should have as a believer is found in a relationship with the Lord. Man, I am grateful. I am so thankful. Things don't always go like I desire. How about you? Things don't always come out the way that I think they should. The time frame and things in my life are not always what I think is right. But I'm going to tell you what, when I look back, and I spend time with the Lord, and I see his hands and his fingerprints on my life. I go, man, Lord, I'm glad you're driving this bus and not me. Because I would run it right on off the road. How about you guys? You ever derailed your life just a little bit? Boy. I have. Let me raise my hand. Yeah, yeah, made a few bad decisions. Everything else. Said something maybe you shouldn't have said. Been somewhere you shouldn't have been, whatever it is. Let me tell you what, isn't it amazing how God will still use you, where God will still love you? Here's something that's crazy. I want you to hear this clear. There's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you any less. That is not telling you live any way you want. I'm just telling you God loves you. Isn't that something? As parents, we still love our kids. We might be disappointed. We might want them to do this or that or look at different things. But you still love your kids. How much more does the heart of God love us? Man, let's practice in that. So when I told you that story, you know what I think when I walk off, I wrote, I wrote this down in my notes. God wins. When she got to see, monitoring my life over the last couple of months... How can you still be smiling? How can you still be laughing? How can you still be singing a song? I don't understand. See, that's what happens. The world looks at our life as a believer. They should go, I don't understand. And then you help them understand and you point them to Jesus. That's the deal. We help them understand by representing the gospel, the good news, the love, the grace of God each and every day. How we deal with people. I think that's amazing. I don't know about you, but I love it when God wins. He wins all the time. And sometimes he even lets us see it when it unfolds, right? So I say practice, practice, practice. Practice. You got a choice. Look for things that are good. People are watching. Practice. How can you practice gratitude? All types of ways. Praise God. We worship God. Thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for your wife and your husbands and your kids. You say, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to thank him while I'm going through this difficult time? 
We might not be thankful for this thing that's happening, but you can always be thankful for the God is allowing that to run through his hands of love and grace and never leaves you during that. Man, I'm going to tell you something. It can be a lonely time out there, but it doesn't have to be. This world, as you know, will strip you down of everything, take everything, and chew you up and spit you back out. But I'm going to tell you what, there's another day coming. Better days coming. Just keep looking. Just keep looking. And if we don't get to experience that day, this side of heaven, for the believer, we're going to experience the day we take our last breath here. Woo, man. I went to visit a fellow the other day, just hours before he passed. And uh, I spoke with this gentleman. And God gave us a few minutes of clarity. And he told me about Jesus. Told me about he knew the Lord. See, I don't get up there mixing words when somebody's in a bad shape or whatever. And I don't mix a whole lot of words when it comes down every day. Hey, my friend, I just want to make sure one thing, the biggest question you'll ever answer in your life, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Y'all will love this. I was talking and had some family around. And I said, all right, my friend, I'm going to pray for you. Is that all right? He opens his eyes and he says, I've been praying the whole time you're talking. <laughs> I was rolling. I was like, well, let me just join in with you. See, see, that's somebody that knows the Lord. That's somebody that is confident in Christ. So, so even though my, my friend was in, in, in a bad shape physically, I believe spiritually, he was in tune. Not 12 hours later, he was in the throne room with Jesus. The confidence that the family has, the confidence that I have to have the privilege to speak on my buddy's behalf when the time comes, is, is amazing. Because I know that he knows the one way to heaven, the risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what, my heart's heavy that my friend's gone, but I'm going to see him again. Think about that. Think about that. Practice gratitude. Practice gratitude that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, that he poured out his blood for your sin, that he took that lashing for your sin and my sin, and he, they, he, they killed him. He died and rose again on the third day. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I mentioned this before. Many of us have crosses. I got one on my neck. Think about that. Only God could take something so heinous and so terrible and turn it around to something good. When we look at a cross now, I look at that cross as, wow. I can't even find the words. I look at that cross as, as, as it is finished. In that time, I've, I've spoken on this before. In that time, that, that cross and that crucifixion, cruci crucifix, would be as of, as of us today. Wearing a, a, a symbol of electric chair around our, our neck. Now, I've seen a lot of jewelry. I ain't never seen anybody say, check out this new electric chair. It's 24 karat gold. But let me tell you something. When God's in it, everything changes. So now when we look at the cross, 
We don't just look to the cross. I pray that we look through the cross and see that in our hearts and our minds of a risen Savior. It is finished. Hey, practice, practice, practice. You can start right there and praise the Lord. Amen. There's so many blessings. Look at this. Let's keep on rolling. But what does the enemy want you to do? He wants you to fret. He wants you to fear. Fear. Let's go back to this. Verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he does. You know, I saw this just now just popped out. It didn't say tell God what you want. It said tell God what you need. There's a difference. He'll supply all our needs. See what I'm saying right there? Has anybody been that guy or gal there? I said, guy there with that beard. But it, it applies to both just laying in bed. Worry. What if? What should have, could have? It said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I think we got it backwards. We worry about everything. Just pray about a few things. Come on now. We worry about a lot of things. There are so many things that run through my mind at times I have no control of. I have no control of it. But what would happen if I turned around and made a step in the direction of things I could change? A lot of times the first of the year we say we're going to do all these different things. I'm pulling from last week's message, right? I, I haven't Googled it, but I bet you this is one of the major things. In the new year, what's somebody's new year resolution? Usually it's losing weight, saving money, something like that. Right? It's a choice. If I want to lose weight, it's got to be baked chicken instead of fried chicken. It's a choice. And just do it once at one at a time. If I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord... I need to open my Bible. I need to, 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 to spend some time with the Lord. Whatever it is, God gives us a choice, but I'm giving you a challenge. Take the step in his direction. Don't fear. Don't worry. Let's keep working on that. Think about it. Keep on going. Everybody doing good? How about this? Don't fear failure. Man. We do, though, don't we? What if it don't work out? I'm going to pick on Jeff real fast. One of the things that's amazing about this young man here, now because he's my boy, he ain't afraid to fail. He will try it, and he will try it, and he will try it. If it's not working, he goes, okay, I've did everything I can. Now I'm going to move to this. See, I'm going to tell you what. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep seeking. Don't be afraid of failure. What happens if you try something new? But what if it don't work out? Seek the Lord. And if the Lord's guiding you to do it, step out. You're kind of going to be alone. I wrote this down. I said, most people let the, the fear of failure outweigh the desire to succeed. They worry about the what ifs instead of focusing on the what can be's. What can be? What could be? What would it be like? Think about this. I don't know how many people we got in here, but if everybody in here set in their heart each week, let's just say this, each week that we are going to invite one person. And just think if that one person happened to come. We'd be blowing the windows out of this thing trying to get more room. How about that? This week, this month, this year, can you invite one person each week? Right? Just invite them. 
Do you know how most people come to go into church? By invite. It's not the free pizza. It's not all the advertising. Any of those things. Over and over and over. It's because somebody said, hey, why don't you come to church with us? That simple. Well, I don't have, the, you don't have to argue. You don't have to, anything else to say, hey, you know what? Really love for you to come to church with us sometime. And for those listening, go, well, I don't need to go to church and everything else. You're missing out. He says, don't forsake the assembly of God. I'm sure thankful that you guys come. I'm sure I'm glad that God lets, lets us come together and do things like that. There is power in unity. And when we pull together, let me tell you, God will keep that wheel turning. We don't need to be afraid of failing. We can keep going. I said, make up your mind that you're going to be unstoppable in the Lord. How about this year? I'm going to be unstoppable. I'm not going to turn the volume down. I'm not going to mow anybody over. I'm not going to be obnoxious, I pray. But I'm going to be about God's business. How about you? I wasted 30 years of my life not being about God's business. I can't make it up. My sins are forgiven just like yours are. I have a desire. How about you? I know you do. To make my time here count. I'm not willing to sit on the sidelines of life anymore. There's people, they say 150,000 people die a day. Many of them not knowing the Lord. Somebody tell me in here, if you reject the only way to heaven, what's left? That's right. That's what's left. Nobody wants to preach on it half the time. You flip through the TV. God wants to do this for God wants to do this. 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 God wants you to turn from your sin and turn to his son. Preaching to me first. But I'm going to tell you, I was talking to a guy the other day. He's retired to come back to work, stop by. He was walking, he was walking by, and he goes, buddy. I go, hey. He said, man, let me tell you what God's been doing in my life. And he started to tell me about all these things that were going wrong in his life. But he didn't stop there. He continued to tell me how God met every need in the midst of his storm. Let me tell you something. If it's storming in your life, just keep looking up. It's only for a season. God knows what you need. How about this? What would happen in our life if we decided to surrender our worries to the Lord? Just lay them down. And say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about that no more. I really can't do anything about it. I can't do a, a, a lot about it. I can't change a lot of different things. And Lord knows that I have tried. Just being honest, have you tried to just manipulate things so it's better for you and your family? Just twisting and doing and all that stuff? You're not trying to step on anybody else's toe, but you say, well, but, well let me fix it. Let me do it. Let, let, let me fix it right here. Well, what you need to do is, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to scream. What you need to do is, how about this? What I need to do is seek the Lord. And let him tell me the way to handle the next step. But sometimes we like to grab hold of the wheel, don't we? We love to grab hold of that. Surrender your worries to the Lord. Take 10 seconds. Close your eyes for 10 seconds while I'm talking. What is the number one worry you have in your life right now? You don't have to tell anybody. Between you and Lord. I'm going to ask you. Could you trust God with that? Could you trust God with that today? I want to challenge you, if nothing else today, 
Take that word and say, Lord, I'm laying it down at the cross. Lord, I'm not going to pick it up when I leave here. Everybody said amen. God's faithful. Look at this here. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. How many righteous folks do we have in here? Raise your hand. Got one over there, got two over there, three, four, five, right? All right, over here, okay. All right, you know, you know I'm coming after you now, right? If you are a believer in Christ and you have put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, you are made right by the blood of Christ. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I got more scripture I'm going to give you in just a minute. I'm just telling you what's on my heart right now. All right. So, so let me ask you this. When, when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he comes into your life, forgives you of your sin. You turn from your sin, put your faith and trust in him. I didn't say how many people never make a mistake. I said, how many people are righteous? When God looks at your sin and my sin. It had been dealt with and taken care of fully on that cross. He sees your life as a believer and a child of God up against the backdrop of that cross that has been paid in full. Can I ask you all again, how many righteous folks do we have? We're righteous because of Christ. We, we, we put our hand like this because we know that in our own right, we're a mess. But when we put our hand up high and, and, and somebody says, well, how in the world can you say that? You say, Jesus, because of the blood of Christ, who do you think you are? Man, I'm a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you mean you never do nothing wrong? No, I'm not saying that I don't ever do nothing wrong. I'm saying that God has forgiven me and you and anybody that's put the, 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 shared, the, the shed blood of Christ applied to their account. He said it is finished. Past, present, and future. Please listen to me. I am never, ever, ever going soft on sin, and I'm never telling you to live your life any way you want. I'm saying live in the fullness of the victory of Jesus Christ, and you watch what follows you. More and more obedience, more and more blessing as we go. And that does not mean just because we're doing right and doing what we believe the Lord's doing that we don't have a problem. But we've got the problem solver on our side. Come on, let's look at it again. I'm going to read it again. Cast your cares on the Lord to go in that 10 seconds. Cast our cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. We are the righteous because of Christ's righteousness has been applied to us. The Bible says in Romans, he says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, that's where I get excited. You know, somebody said, man, you sure get excited about the Lord? Yes. Yes. Is there any other Better message than Jesus Christ died for our sin and rose on the third day. There is no better message. You can't buy it. You can't manipulate it. People try to, but you can't bend the truth because that's what it is. But I'm going to tell you what, when you get a hold of that truth, you don't change the truth. The truth starts changing you. That's what should be happening. The truth should be changing us. Let's keep on going. Look at this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. See, when I asked about the righteousness and some folks didn't want to raise their hand, then we were trusting in our own understanding instead of trusting in him. We, we knew it in here, but we also know that we need him every day. Amen. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. 
Man, I'm going to tell you what. If I look back and you had a road map of my life, I bet you it looked like a West Virginia road map. I ain't kidding. All over the place. And I'm telling you what, even today, I'm sure to go, why did he go down that way? Well, you know what? I didn't go alone. He wants to bring us back to the center line of Christ. Center our life on the things of God. Friends, you don't have to fear. We just have to have faith. And i tell you why. Because the stakes are high. Have you ever thought that? I'm bringing it home now. Look at this. Verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, we've read this several times because I want us to get it. Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is what Paul is telling the church in Philippians. Here we go. Here we go. One final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and praiseworthy. Do you ever think about what's at stake? As, as birthday time's here, I start thinking, hmm, wonder how many more I'm going to get. Hmm. If somebody, asked me, somebody else asked me when I'm going to retire, I'm going to say, I don't know. My prayer is, is to never retire from ministry. Just telling you, prop me up over there. Let me hand out something if I don't make sense or something. I don't know. If you say, what is he doing? He's handing out something for Jesus. I don't know. My prayer is to serve the Lord as best I can and as diligently as I can until I no longer can do that. That's my prayer. You know why? Because he's worth it, man. He's worth it. Look at that. When I start thinking about things like that, I think about, man, do you serve because you think you got to or do you serve because you want to? I want to. I get to. You get to. You ain't got to. Nobody comes in there and says, okay, get a stun gun. We're going to pick up everybody for church. All right, Miss Georgia, get in there. (laughs) She's ready to roll. Don't have to do that. She wants to be here. That's crazy, isn't it? We want to be here. People, oh man, you think sometimes I talk to people, say, what do y'all got going this weekend? Y'all ever say that at work or something? What do y'all got going this weekend? Ah, oh, I got to cut the grass and, and, and burp the cat. And I mean, I've been getting all these things. I'm like, what? Where, where are we at? I'm waiting. And then, and then I'm thinking, and I'm going to go praise the Lord. And I'm going to, and now they're, oh, now they're over here. They got to cut their ear hair. I mean, all this stuff's got to be done. I'm thinking, no wonder. That wasn't in my notes. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just letting you know there. <laughs> I can tell when I hit a different note, everybody's going. What was the pastor talking about? I think he said he needs to clean his ears out. I don't know. But I'm telling you. <laughs> reel him back in, brother. What I'm saying is, it might as well be that. It might as well be something silly like that. Because nothing compares to spending time with the Lord. Nothing compares about being able to come and have an opportunity to praise Him and learn more about Him and go deeper with Him. And that's the problem so many times. We, we, we figure out all these other things. I'll say something. I'm, I'm just going to park here for just a minute. I know in my life early on, I pray that that's not the case now. I have to be careful. We always have to look in our life and, and, and preach to ourselves first and look at the Word of God and align our lives with the Word of God. But you know what? Sometimes the very thing that God has blessed you with is the very thing 
that we turn around that we put between us and God. Right? Think about that. We turn around and say, Woo, man, I tell you what, I, I need that job. So we get the job. And then, well, they're, they're going to let me work this weekend. I'm not preaching against overtime. I'm just telling you, I know for me, that's not my plan. I'm going to be worshiping the Lord. That's my, that's my deal. Even before. I got a buddy of mine who works all the time, all the time, all the time, and all the time. But he ain't working on Sunday. He says, you know what, I, I got this going on. I'm gonna, it's a priority for him. You know what I'm talking about. It's a priority for my buddy. And I'm going to tell you, that boy will work, won't he? All the time. But he's going to work on Sunday. I, I, but, but you know what that says? I'm not trying to elevate that. His heart is, I'm going to honor God with that. God has blessed me in an opportunity. Give me the health. Give me the opportunity, the resources to do different things. And there's a lot at stake. So look at this. How about this? Every day we are faced with problems and challenges. We know that. The stakes are high in this world, right? But let me tell you what. The stakes are even higher if you reject Jesus because guess what? You're on a path to hell. Not for a week. Not for a day, not for 20 year sentence, for eternity. And that's a long, 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 long time. But wouldn't you like to know that you can rest and spend all eternity with Christ? Man, that's awesome. That's powerful. I can't wait to see some of the loved ones that, that, that's going to be with the Lord. I can't wait to see the Lord face to face. How about that David? Right? Dave was a musician. I'm going to say, tune it up. Let's go. Let's kick it in. I, I, I can't wait. I don't know exactly how it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. Like I said, see my mom with no bow legs? Woo! Ruthie, what you doing? What's happening? Dad going to have a gold spittoon? I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm so grateful that my mom and dad know the Lord. I'm so grateful that so many of my friends know the Lord. And I'm so passionate that I want everybody to know the Lord. Amen. How about you? We need to be on fire for the things of God. Does the things that break God's heart break your heart? There's a lot at stake. Think about it. Every day we're faced with problems and challenges. How are we going to spend them? Look at this. Really just rolling right on into it. Eternity is too long not to trust God. It's just too long. Let me ask you a question. How many people grew up in church? Okay. How many people did not go to church at all when they were younger? A couple. I would fit in that right there. I know Ms. Tanya's the same thing. We come to the Lord later in our life. Be grateful that you had a foundation to come back to. Right? Be grateful. You say, what in the world is that? Eternity is a long time not to trust God. I often think, Lord, help me to reach people. What was I thinking prior to coming to the saving knowledge of God? So that I can minister to folks right where they are. We're no better than anybody else. We're just a whole lot better off than a whole lot of people that don't know Jesus. You hear what I said there, right? It's pointing it back to Jesus. It's pointing it back to him. Eternity is too long not to trust God. But guess what? Eternity doesn't have to start when we leave here. We can start walking in that now, walking in that blessing now. How about that? You say, how are you walking in that blessing now? Just like when I'm singing in the shop. 
singing along, everything else. And they go, what's going on? I said, man, God woke me up today. Wow. Sometimes you have to dig through your day to find a treasure that God's placed there. But it's there. How many times <coughs> if you had to do a little digging? You know, the devil's trying to choke me out. <coughs> but it ain't going to happen. <coughs> but it does got a grip on my throat right now. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. I'm just telling you. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> it could be. I'm Oh my goodness, let's keep on rolling. The stakes are high. <laughs> I sound like Wolfman Jack. Woo. Will you come to a place? <coughs> Woo. Man. Will you come to a place in your life where you say, I will follow no matter what? <laughs> Even if you got a piece of gum in your, your throat right about there. <coughs> will you keep following him? Now I got a little bubble there. I'll go. <laughs> Look at this. People are like, did we go to church today? I'm just being for real. I get up here, well, excuse me, one minute. No, I'm choking. But guess what? I'm determined I'm going to be a no matter what type preacher. I'll be saying, Jesus died for you. <laughs> you know? Let me tell you what. It don't hurt a thing to laugh. It don't hurt a thing to be real. Because what I'm sharing with you is real. There will be a point that we will stand before the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what. The stakes are no higher. There's no higher stakes than eternal things, right? I said your eternal destination. You can rest on Jesus. What are you counting on for eternity? I hear the joy of the Lord over there with my granddaughter. Ain't that something? The stakes are high, but what do you do when life hits you head on? I want to tell y'all something right now. If life has not hit you head on, it probably will. This is not a down, down message. I'm, it's, a, it's one to prepare us. I'm not preaching doom and gloom. I'm preaching this is what usually happens in life. If you live long enough, you will have a down day. Sometimes it has, we have a down season. Sometimes we have down seasons. But God's good. Let me give you some of these here. I want you to remember some of these things. These are some great verses to write down. You can tag them in your Bible, whatever. I'm going to read a few of them. Romans 5.1, therefore, since we have been made right in, the sight of, uh, sight, in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Christ, Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. What was that question I asked earlier? How many righteous folks do we have? Did you read that? That's for the believer. That's for those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who you are. That's not what Buddy says. That's what God's word says. Look at this. Because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. That's why I get excited. That's why I do what I do. Look at this. Everybody ready for some more? When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Man, come on. Y'all ought to be screaming right there. You know if you was at a racetrack in the last lap, y'all be going, woo, woo. Yeah. 
It's crazy. How many people ever went to Wacky Wednesdays at Langley? Is that crazy or what? I'm just going to park here just a second. Go to Wacky Wednesdays. You, got, you can take your own personal vehicle out there and run around there and, and, and drive like a lunatic and win a t-shirt. It's crazy. I've been there before and I see a guy got a baby seat in the back. You know he had to go get a loaf of bread. He's like, I'm going to take this car out. Mama ain't going to know. Yeah. And he wins again. and he drives off. Or how about the guy with the pickup truck and they do the burnout and it's just burning and burning, just smoking it down and, and it's like, boom, the tire blows off and everybody's going, whoo, whoo, that's good. And the motor blows, the oil comes out and old Fred, he wanted a t-shirt. <laughs> and everybody's going crazy. Why can't we get excited about this? Think about it. We were utterly helpless. Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Yeah. Man, can you imagine that? Man. I don't know who Billy Graham is. Somebody raise their hand, please. I asked some young guys the other day. I said, y'all know who Billy Graham is? They said, does he play music? He's probably playing a harp right now. Man, you remember those old, those old films and footage? Thousands upon thousands were eager and hungry to hear about this in their helpless state, to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Man, Lord, where are those crowds now? I don't see them. I pray that they're out there. But he says, where one or two gather, there I am also. Man, we've got so much to be excited about. If we can get excited about going round and round in a circle, and I ain't kicking on race, and that's just the first thing come to it. How much more can we get excited about what God's done? Look at this, Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We didn't clean up. We didn't get our hair just right. We didn't put a whole bunch of money in the pot. This is what he said, while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Somebody scream or something. I'm going to do it myself. Yes. I do got to tell you this. How many people know who Ric Flair is? I'm going to tell you what. We went to eat two weeks ago. We had a restaurant. And this lady's staring at me. I said, here it comes. Here it comes. Brian, Brian's always teasing about this, right? I said, I'm going to film this if this lady says something to me. I go by and she says, excuse me. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, did, do you ever, did you ever watch wrestling? I said, uh, yeah. She said, do you know who you look like? And I said, whoo! And she said, I knew it! I said, one second, ma'am. Could I film this? I said, you ain't going to believe this. In the middle of the restaurant. I said, what did you ask me? She said, he looked like a red player. And I said it on, he said, I told you. Now, I thought that was a compliment when I saw Rick Flair today. Rick, me and you got a lot in common now. <laughs> Happy birthday. Man, time has not been kind. <laughs> but the reason I just kind of derailed that for a minute, see, a lot of times, people might think you look like somebody else. People might think you, you're, you're doing something else. People might think that, you know what, it's by what you've been doing and what you've got or any of those things. Let's go back to that verse. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ while we were yet sinners. You say, how do you mash them two together? 
See, a lot of times we, we, we wear a false face. A lot of times we, we try to act like somebody else or look like somebody else or respond like somebody else. But Christ sees it all. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you said. I'm telling you right now, the blood of Christ is perfect in forgiving our sin. It is the only way to be redeemed from the curse of the law. All of us are sin and fall short of the glory of God. One other closing story. My dad, he knew about the gospel. My dad knew about God, but not until he was an older man did he put his faith and trust in God. Not because he didn't believe, but he was so hung up on his sin that he says, I don't deserve it. I said, well, join the crowd. None of us do. And I've been playing in a club uh, still. Here you go. This is how I got to use it. My dad would always go listen to me play music. And I've been playing at playing the club and stuff, and God's moving me out of the club into the church, and he's so gracious and everything else. And I'm a witness, and I've just been playing all night, a smoke-filled room and everything else, but God is churning my heart and everything else. I want to make sure my, my dad knows about the Lord and, and everything else. And I'm talking to him, and he says, he says, I believe all that. I believe all that, son. I believe all that, but you don't understand. I got so much sin in my life. I said, join the crowd. We all do, Dad. And I believe this was a, a, a spoken word that God spoke to my heart to me to share with my dad. I said, so what you're telling me is this. I got bold. And I love my dad, and he got a good backhand now. I'm just telling you. I said, so what you're telling me is your sin's too great for the blood of Christ? And my dad said, no, I didn't say that. I said, every time you say what you said, you just rejected the blood of Christ. That's what you're saying. He says, I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not saying that anymore. He says, you know what? You're right. And you know what? Through people boldly proclaiming the, the gospel, my dad came to save the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, there is nothing better than when your loved one knows Jesus. Especially when you already know him. Right? Friends, if you're listening today, and friends, if you're here today, and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, today... We're not putting you on trial. I think all of us know that we have sin in our life. Let's put the blood of Christ on trial. And you know what it says? It screams not guilty for all those that call upon the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank you for all you do and all you've done. And Lord, I pray here if there's one here that does not know you as Lord and Savior that today is the day that they come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father, we've had a time here today that we've got to celebrate, we've got to laugh, we've got to share some stories, but today, Lord, I pray out of all the things that are said, that they hear that God is good, that you laid down your life, Jesus, for us to purchase us out of our sin. We were set into sin by the fall of man, but we were set into righteousness by the Son of Man the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So friends, let me tell you, today should be a day that we rejoice and say hallelujah, praise to the King.
Today is the day. If you can't say that, if you're not sure, 100%, friends, please listen to me. Please listen to me, Lord. Get me out of the way and use me today to speak your word for those that are hurting, for those that are lost, that those that are confused, that those that are depressed. Whatever it is, Lord, break the shackles by the blood of Christ and the raised life of Jesus Christ, the victory of Jesus sitting on the right-hand side of God. Today, friends, if you've never turned from your sin and turned to the saving knowledge of Christ, you can do that. Right here, right now, Lord, show them it's about you loving them. I pray today that you take a minute and lay that worry down, lay that sin down, turn from that sin and run to the Savior and say, Lord, come into my life. Not mumbling words, but by faith. The Bible says it's by grace you're saved through faith, not of yourself, it's a gift to God. Lord, I pray that today many will receive your gift of eternal life through asking your son to forgive their sin by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, by believing that he died in their place, poured out his blood on the cross and rose on the third day and is sitting victoriously beside the Father. Friends, if that's you today, call on the name of Jesus. If that's you today, celebrate the victory in Christ. And everybody said... Amen. If you got any questions, drop us a line. Share the message. This message is for each and every one of us. Be blessed. Amen.